0: My name is Jordan. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with a myriad of mental health challenges. I've spent thousands of hours with psychiatrists, therapists, doctors, counselors, and many, many more other mental health professionals. And with that, of course, comes with uh, me trying just about every combination of medication that exists. I've studied dozens of self-help regimes, practices, and techniques and implement them to the best of my ability in my daily life. The psyche of the modern man has been shaped to turn a blind eye to mental health, introspection, and physical health. Dozens of statistics and studies show very hard concrete evidence of this trend. It's time for that to change. We will be focusing on a wide range of topics, from money to intimacy issues, anger to pleasure, self-talk to charity, and many, many more. I welcome any and all listeners to join us, whether you are a man, woman, or non-binary individual. Listen, I understand that men have dominated just about every facet of life for thousands of years. But an awakening is beginning to occur in men and culture. With this awakening, men now more than ever need patience and help to undo thousands of years of conditioning so that we can make this world a safer, kinder, and more loving place to live for everyone. Now let's get to the topic at hand this week, which is feelings of inadequacy or emasculation. Now if you're a regular listener, typically I start with a quote, uh, but today I found a study that was very striking and I wanted to start with that. This study was conducted by the Medical University of Vienna and it was with male suicide uh, survivors. And this study found that some men, and I'm quoting, reported that the adherence to masculine norms meant that sometimes the feelings associated with being vulnerable were more anxiety-provoking than the thought of being dead. They felt that the feelings of emasculation were worse than being dead, worse than death. Think about how systemic a problem is that men would rather die than feel inadequate or emasculated. Listen, I know this pain personally. I mean, for God's sakes, I have a podcast that's just about being vulnerable. But in my last relationship, my partner poked fun and emasculated me many times in front of others. She remarked that I had a lack of a sex drive, which is a result of the meds I'm on. And these feelings of inadequacy really hurt. And ultimately, they programmed me to think that I was less of a man. This became a feedback loop. Uh, in turn, I felt a lot less comfortable with sex and very embarrassed. This is just one example of how I was made to feel inadequate, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of men ask themselves Am I manly enough? Am I weak? And a lot of times this stems from an interaction with others, be it a spouse, someone in public, their father, etc. So what are feelings of inadequacy and emasculation? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Put simply, it's feeling weak or vulnerable, unfit, not good enough. And these terms are the antithesis of what society has deemed to be what a real man is should be, and is, right? Strong, bold, fit, dominant. That's what a quote-unquote man is. And to not fit this mold, we would rather die. Why is it that our identity is so transfixed and built on this that we would rather die than lack them? Well, for one, we, as in other men are typically our worst enemies, and it becomes a never-ending feedback loop. This is not to say that women aren't capable of toxicity. Uh, I promise you, they are. But in generations past, we needed, quote-unquote, masculinity uh, to be born of strength and confidence and dominance to quite literally survive survive as either the breadwinner or the warrior. Uh, The women typically were the caretakers of children and the home, and men were required to bring home the bacon or defend their family or nation or tribe. These qualities were celebrated due to necessity. And I've said this multiple times in the past. The world has changed, and it's changed for the better. Our fathers worked their asses off to give us a better, more fulfilling life. Part of that fulfillment is through less physical pain and less mental anguish. And as I've said before, this is a very hard trend for us to buck. We were taught by our fathers. And much like our grandfathers taught our fathers... We were taught to be numb and work through it because your life depends on it. Well, now it doesn't anymore. Don't get me wrong. There are certain situations where protecting yourself or others is a requirement, but those are few and far between. Tangent time. In my life, there have only been one or two times that I felt the need to speak up for myself or for others. At this challenge, the perpetrators would square up and ask the typical egoic questions that were aimed to make me feel inadequate, like, oh, you think you're better than me? You think you could kick my ass? I've diffused these situations by remaining calm, in control, non-threatening, and rational. I simply state the facts. Listen, dude, we're just trying to enjoy our meal here. Could you please just leave us alone? That's that's all I'm asking. And every time, my response uh, caused them to hurl personal attacks to try and emasculate me. Oh, you're a pussy, or fuck you, bitch, let's go. And it's because they don't understand why my response doesn't match theirs. They don't understand why I don't feel the need to prove anything. And then they typically feel embarrassed that the words that they aimed at me to hurt me are just a reflection of the insecurities they feel in themselves. I will say that nine times out of 10, uh, saying nothing is a better way to um, go about things because the perpetrator is so identified with their egoic mind that they don't give a fuck what they are doing or who they're doing it to. You aren't going to change their mind. But again, this is not to say you shouldn't stick up for yourself, but choose your battles. Much like in the last episode on forgiveness, this isn't about being walked on or disrespected. It's about valuing your energy and where you put it. So if people do say these things and they hurt, why do they hurt and how do we conquer these feelings of doubt? Well, just like I mentioned, it hurts because you're being told that how you carry yourself or the things you like or do are not good enough. It hurts to hear that you're failing at the most basic of tasks, which is to be a man or a successful human. It's robbing you of your power, it's diminishing your triumphs, and it's making it seem like the hard work you do is less than deserving of praise. At the root of it all, it hurts because we on some level want validation from others. And that right there is the crux of the pain. We want to feel loved. We want to feel celebrated by others. And that's a natural thing. We are, after all, very social creatures. So why is conquering feelings of inadequacy or emasculation important? Why are we talking about this? From menshealth.com in an article titled, Stop Pretending Being a Man is Simple, a 17-year study of more than 700 men concluded that those who exhibited traditionally quote-unquote Feminine characteristics like being gentle and warm and sympathetic were less likely to die from heart disease. Think about that. You can flip a switch and be more gentle and warm and sympathetic and have a lower chance of dying of heart disease. Men aren't dying because they're born male they're dying because of what it means to be a man because we'd rather die than be thought of as less than a man so we will kill ourselves to be more masculine whatever the cost now, I personally think men's health shares a lot of the blame in nurturing toxic masculinity. So, at first, I like wasn't even willing to uh, give them a, a recognition and, and totally read the article, but I forced myself to do it. Now, <laughs> their front page um, is still rife with like pictures of unobtainable uh, muscle bound bodies. And like, when I was there, I shit you not, a headline that read, The Thirst for Power Inside the New Testosterone Revolution. However, they now have a header on the website that is titled, Mental Strength. It's literally a section devoted to self-care, stress relief, and toxic masculinity and it's not like hidden either they've got four headers on their website health mental strength fitness and workouts that's is a huge cause for celebration listen the whole mission of this podcast is to try and redefine what it means to quote unquote be a man It's an attempt to try and improve our lives and, in turn, make the world a more patient, caring, and forgiving place. In reality, this journey is going to be very different for each of us, and that is the important part. Hundreds of thousands of years have etched out a definition of masculinity that wasn't made for the individual. It was made for the collective to survive in a world that was wrought with war and famine and inhumane workplaces. But now we are at a place in history where we have the opportunity to see the madness that toxic masculinity has brought onto this world. Not into, but onto. People suffer from this. I cannot define manhood for you. And I sure as shit shouldn't, and you should not let others do that for you. And that's the precipice of this episode, really, is don't let others define who you should be. What I can help and do is illuminate studies and techniques and facts that can help us become happier and healthier human beings. And with all that, I want to thank you all. Please follow, like, and share this with others. Uh, please engage and follow me on Instagram at male mental health space podcast. Uh, remember, there's now ratings on Spotify, um, so please go there, rate, uh, rate me if you're willing um, and able, and on iTunes as well too. That really helps. Uh, Please spread any of the words that I've quoted.